Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. I'm very, very much looking forward to today's discussion as we will not only cover a an interesting topic that uh, we've only had time to touch on really minimally in our past podcast, but we're also going to welcome a new contributor to the series. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and today we're going to talk a bit about cybersecurity. Primarily, we're going to focus on factors impacting small businesses. Helping us in that discussion is a new arrival at Lavelle Law, Attorney Taylor Lemick. Taylor is uh, working in the business law group at the firm covering multiple areas, including cybersecurity and data privacy, so she's going to be our guide today. Taylor, really a pleasure to have you join me today, and thanks very much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, you know, as we begin, um, to me, cybersecurity has become something of a generic term. It gets used a lot of different ways. So for purposes of our discussion, what, what definition would you use for cybersecurity? Great question. Cybersecurity is protecting data, personal information, computers, devices, anything that you can think of involving networks from the constantly evolving vulnerabilities that cyber attackers want to exploit. So if there is a vulnerability, cyber attackers want to exploit that. And everything is vulnerable in some way. So cybersecurity laws have been uh, made uh, vulnerable to computer hacking hacking, identity theft, accessing, uh, uh, excuse me, cybersecurity laws uh, have made uh, computer hacking, identity theft, accessing unauthorized uh, data, modifying or deleting data, and stealing private information, uh, criminal activities. And while organizations like the FTC have worked to protect small businesses through the criminalization of these acts, there are policies and procedures that small businesses can put in place to better protect themselves. And that's what I'm hoping to go over today. Yeah, definitely. Definitely want to talk about that. And, you know, whenever we talk about small businesses, I, you know, I think that these owners and operators, they, they wear so many hats uh, frequently when they've got just a few employees. Um, why, why should cyber attacks be on the list of things that they really think about and make sure they take seriously? Yeah, definitely. So, Small businesses have this false sense of security because a lot of times the larger companies are publicized that they've been the victims of cybersecurity uh, attacks. But the smaller businesses, they're the ones that are vulnerable because they have less resources dedicated to cybersecurity, which makes them appealing to cyber attackers. So cyber attacks come in all different forms, including phishing, malware, uh, man-in-the-middle, zero-day exploits, and so many more. But cyber attackers are after financial gain or uh, hacktivism as well. And hacktivism includes uh, wanting to obliterate the entire system. But small businesses should be mostly concerned with the financial gain that the cyber attackers are after. And that's because they have the financial information that the cyber attackers want. They have credit cards, financial data, social security numbers, and sometimes even HIPAA-protected information. But because they have less protocols in place and less resources dedicated to protecting that sensitive data than the larger companies, they're the ones that are the easy targets. And 
they have that false sense of security of I'm smaller, no one's going to be concerned about my business. They're easy targets in that sense. So there's yeah. two types of businesses. There's two types of businesses, the ones that uh, have been hacked and the ones that don't know that they've been hacked. So it's not a question of, you know, if I'm going to be hacked, but more a question of when. And, and you mentioned the, the financial implications. Um, do, you, do you have a sense for, you know, what the monetary or perhaps even if you want to talk about intrinsic costs, but, but you know, financially, what's it going to cost a small business if, if they really do get attacked at a serious level? So the average cost of a cybersecurity attack to a small business is $200,000, but it can range easily in excess of 500000 In 2009, or I'm sorry, in 2019, the FBI estimated that the cost of cybersecurity attacks exceeded $3.5 billion. And that's considering that a lot of cyber crimes go unreported because people don't want to report for um, reasons concerning reputation or brand value. So expenses, you know, could easily exceed 500000 just for a single cybersecurity attack. Yeah, and that's something that a lot of small businesses simply couldn't withstand. Um, so let's, let's help them out. Uh, you mentioned maybe sharing some information here, and, and I want to talk about some of the ways that small businesses can protect themselves. And a great starting point for me was an article you recently posted at LavelleLaw.com, and I encourage everyone to get over there and take a look. But it seems to me... Um, when you talk about protecting a small business, that employee training is, is really a great first step. Employee training is a great first step, and it's low cost and extremely effective. So humans are a very big vulnerability when it comes to cybersecurity. We're trusting. So if we get an email, we think it's where it's supposed to have come from, we're going to open it. So if we train our employees what they're supposed to be opening and what to avoid, that can save you a lot of time and a lot of expense when it comes to cybersecurity. So we offer at Lavelle Law e-training seminars and onboarding sessions, and that's a great place to start if you want to implement a cybersecurity policy. Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit more about what um, what's available at Lavelle Law and talk about some of the things you're doing. Um, and we, we certainly want to give some information where people get in touch with you as well. We'll do that shortly here. But uh, I guess I guess I have to talk about this because it's something I'm very guilty of, and and I, I know again it's something you're going to share with us here. But that's access to accounts. <laughs> um, small business, maybe you, you say someone else uh, here, go log in for me, take care of this. How how stringent should employers really be about protecting access to individual accounts? So when it comes to your business and controlling access to to your accounts, you should be very stringent about that. You should prevent access to your business computers by unauthorized individuals. You should create separate accounts for each employee, and you should only allow administrative access for key personnel and IT staff only. And then on top of that, if your laptops are leaving the premises, for example, for remote workers, then you should ensure that they are kept in secure locations at all times. You don't want your employers, your, your employees going to you know, various locations and leaving it in the car. That's not a secure location. It makes it very accessible to thieves who could then log on to your business laptop and gain access to your system and secure data. In, in talking to other professionals in this industry, Taylor, this may be something you've come across. Um, it, it seems that a lot of companies get very lax when employees leave, pl- employees who have passwords, who have access, and even if they leave on good terms, and suddenly two years later you mm-hmm. look and you say, boy, there's, 
10 people that don't work here anymore that all have access still to our accounts. Uh, is that got to be part of every policy that when someone leaves, things get changed immediately? Yes, definitely. So that goes to both control and password policies for companies. So, again, you only want people to have access to your system who should have access. Employees who leave your employment should, not, should no longer have access. And then for passwords, you should be changing your passwords at least every six months. You should have a strong password policy in place, and that includes changing the passwords every so often and also making sure that your passwords are complex and that no password is used for more than one login. Um, we're getting great information today from a first-time contributor on Chicago's Legal Latte. It's attorney Taylor Lemick. Uh, Taylor's an experienced attorney who recently joined Lavelle Law. We're going to hear more from her hopefully in the months ahead. You can, you can meet her at least uh, digitally right now by visiting her profile at lavellelaw.com. Um, you'll find the article I just mentioned that Taylor authored about this topic and covers some of these things that we're going to try and talk about today and uh, all, all the information you need to know more about her practice and the work she does now at, at Lavelle Law. We talked about uh, passwords and uh, some other things that, that need attention. Um, any conversation, Taylor, we have right now for many months, we've had to frame within the COVID framework. Um, in this current work-from-home configuration that many people are in, does that create additional concerns for employers? Yes. Yeah, so working from home has greatly impacted uh, cybersecurity. So you, the focus for businesses has become uh, different. So you have long-term goals now, remote working, e-commerce, and establishing secure connections, whereas before COVID, people were mostly on-site working. So this response uh, has created new budgetary constraints as well uh, to accommodate these needs of the, the new needs of the business. So uh, cybersecurity isn't just about securing data, but it's also about accommodating the needs of your business, and those needs right now are changing. So uh, to ensure the business continuity, continuity excuse me, uh, remote work and uh, the VPN has become, you know, the biggest focus. So cyber attackers have taken advantage of that. So they've been sending uh, ransomware and email compromising. Uh, that's been the newest thing. And we've seen that as the vulnerability of remote workers are clicking on emails that they shouldn't be clicking on, and that goes back to human error and lack of training. So those are the easiest things you can do is train your employees on what they should and shouldn't be doing. And then, you know, and, and we have all this new technology – we have all this new technology coming out to accommodate remote working, and with new technology means new innovation, and new innovation means uh, more vulnerabilities, which cyber attackers are taking advantage of. Yeah, and as we look at the, the backside of this now, I, I would say in the recent months I've, I've received uh, multiple notices from service providers or businesses that uh, I work with telling me that they've had a data breach, and, of course, my information was included mm -hmm. to some extent. Uh, are they being nice, or is that something that they're required to send me once it happens? So under Illinois Personal Information Protection Act, if your business handles or disseminates personal information, then you are required to disclose the data breach to your customers. And odds are, if you're a small business in Illinois, you are handling some form of private information. So you are required to do some sort of notification, uh, which our firm can help you navigate. And talk, talk about that. Um, you know, we've we've 
talked to your colleagues at Lavelle Law on this podcast for a number of years now and um, always come up with interesting different concepts and ways to serve clients. Tell me about some of the ways now that you'll be working with uh, people and, and how you can assist companies, small businesses in particular, with securing data. Of course. So, you know, cybersecurity isn't just about strong passwords and encrypted emails. Those are things that your business should be doing, and they're very cost-effective to be doing on your own. Lavelle Law can help your business build a culture of security and privacy, and we can prepare you so that in the event of a cybersecurity attack, you're prepared to respond and there's no delay. You can act quickly and swiftly. So we can design and implement strategies to protect your business uh, and make sure that you're in compliance with federal and state regulations. And we can advise you on uh, developing or finding sound corporate policies and strategies so that you can create and maintain that culture of security. And then we also uh, advise and reporting obligations to the relevant regulatory bodies. And we advise on containing and remediating uh, so that you're uh, maintaining the reputation uh, and brand of your business. And we also help clients mitigate the impact of any claims or other liabilities that result from the incident. And then we also help uh, small businesses learn from the incident through post-incident reviews as well. Well, um, you always want to protect first, but as you say, learn afterwards. Um, we're, we're kind Definitely. of having this conversation day because of a, a big day coming up, November 30th. That's a day now globally dedicated to raising awareness. Uh, anything you can share with us about uh, that particular date and what it means? So November 30th is National Computer Security Day, and we're actually hosting an event on that day as well. We're going to be doing some Zoom sign-ups where everybody who has a small business or a business of any size can sign up and we can review their cybersecurity policies and procedures and we want to reach out and, uh, you know, get to know people and help them with their cybersecurity. Well, excellent. And it's a great uh, great start uh, by having you here today. So I want to thank Taylor Lemick for being with us. A great conversation. I hope we'll have uh, more with her in the not-too-distant future. But um, between uh, getting to meet her, reading the article, and then checking out uh, about uh, the November 30th opportunity to get a review, uh, let me once again send everyone over to lavellelaw.com. Um, information there on all the practice groups, all the attorneys, plus all the articles, podcasts, and videos that are produced um, so we can cover a lot of different topics. But we will look forward to talking business law with Taylor again in the future. A pleasure to have her with us. Uh, again, anything else you need, 847-705-7555 or lavellelaw.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening.